In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we commemorate the righteous Joseph, among others, the righteous Joseph, the betrothed, who took care of the Virgin Mary and the Christ child when in great danger from the evil King Herod. We know very little about St. Joseph. What we do know comes to us from the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, which tell us that he was a just man who was faithful and obedient to angelic directives. These two Gospels also bear testimony that he provided for the Virgin Mary and the Christ child. St. Joseph was neither a bishop, priest, nor a monastic. The ranks of saints are filled with those from these categories. But that does not mean that many laymen have not attained sainthood in their lives as well. As a matter of fact, that is the goal that God has for each and every one of us. As one writer put it, he, being Joseph, is the most preeminent representative of what one might call the holiness of the layman. Like most of us, he worked hard to provide food, protection, and shelter for his family. His activity and role in the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ was so much in the background that he is sometimes forgotten in our contemplation of the incarnation of our Lord. But he stands for you and me today as a preeminent example of humble, obedient service to God. When the angel of the Lord told him in a dream to flee the evil King Herod, he faithfully followed through and led his family into Egypt for safety. Could we say that, what, that he did not play a critical role in the life of both the Christ child and the Virgin Mary? Of course we couldn't. His role was critical, yet unobtrusive. In some ways, he represents to us a grand example of how we should order our lives. For most of us, our calling is to humbly serve God and to work our salvation out in fear and trembling without great fanfare or notoriety. In the quiet stillness of our hearts, we are called by God to flee evil and darkness and devote our lives to him. Of course, good works led by the Holy Spirit in our lives are evidence of God's work in us. Now, does this mean that what we are called to do by God is unimportant or non-essential? Absolutely not. A couple of years ago, we remodeled our house. As I watched the carpenters and floor installers work, I noticed that they spent a great deal of time working on things that in the end would not show up. Rebuilt cabinets had to have new brackets and runners. Special undergirding was required for the new hardwood floors that we installed. The roof decking that had to be replaced due to the tornado which hit our house had to be installed only to be covered up with new shingles. When you look at our house and the changes that we made, all of which made it more functional and pretty, none of these essential physical components to our revamped house are visible to the naked eye. However, had the men that did this work done so in a neglectful way, the integrity of the structure of our house would have been compromised. What they did was important. <clears throat> what God has called you to do and become is also important and will more than likely be worked out in your life in the mundane challenges of day-to-day -day living. Does that mean that these things in your life are unimportant and therefore to be neglected? 
What services you render to his church could possibly be unnoticed by others? Does this mean that your calling is any less important than that of a bishop, a priest, or a monk, or a martyr? May it never be. The household of God is put together by the the work of his people, each doing his part or her part. And the lack of notoriety for such should never be allowed to sully God's work in you. The joy and satisfaction that comes with faithful obedience and service to God is a treasure which emerges from an intimate relationship with our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, the God-man. And I can assure you that each and every movement toward God on your part is a blessing to Him. Bless ye the Lord. I've often thought about that. How can I bless Him? Our faithfulness, our obedience is a blessing to Him, a great blessing to Him. Today we also commemorate the prophet David and James, the brother of the Lord and the first bishop of Jerusalem, and Stephen, the proto-martyr. Could we dare say that what Joseph so faithfully fulfilled in caring for the Theotokos and the Christ child was in any way inferior to what these other three did in their lives? So here's my point. What God does in you is essential for the welfare of his body, the church. Take care to fulfill what he has called and gifted you to do in building his church. And never allow yourself to entertain thoughts that would devalue your service to Christ and his church and the work that he is doing in you. In the quiet stillness of your heart, dearly beloved, purpose to hear his voice, to see his face, and to do his holy will. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.